If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys obviously a massive part of as well i do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can that'd be amazing with a comment as well and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond enjoy this new episode it's a banger if i do say so myself i would say that though but genuinely enjoy Welcome to the Savage Situation Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Savage, and on this series, I'll be chatting with the biggest influencers, gaming personalities, and music talent all about their personal history with video games. The aim of the podcast is to connect the different industries and in the ever-evolving world online, dive that little bit deeper into their story and the origins of their success. Without much further ado, let's meet today's guest. Alie is one of the most recognizable and successful gaming content creators on YouTube today. From Call of Duty through to Pokemon Go and now Fortnite, with over 22 million subscribers to his name, he's been making videos and living the influencer life ever since its beginning. Claire Chavon has made a huge name for herself also, playing the likes of The Sims and a plethora of fantasy titles. This brilliant duo have amassed over 5 billion views between them and both have experienced the highs and the lows of life online. Today, we're going to cover all of it. I am massively excited to welcome Ali and Claire together on the show today. It's not every day that you get the Jay-Z and Beyonce of the internet on, on a podcast. Have I gone a bit too far there? That, that, that's a big intro. Yeah, that's, that's a big yeah. intro. Okay, okay. Uh, guys, Ali, Claire, welcome to, and Evie, I should say as well, yeah. welcome yeah. to uh, The Savage Situation. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I love seeing you both. I know, we've not seen you in a while, so it's, it's actually a really nice catch-up. Yeah, it is really nice. It's really nice. Things good? Things yes. are very good. Yeah, good? yeah. Busy, busy. Good. Yeah, I think we're just trying to pack in as many trips as we can at the moment. So we're we're definitely busy, but it's good to be busy. Well, yeah. something something that's happened since I've last seen you is yes. you got engaged. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> look at that sparkler as well, and to celebrate, you know what I went and did? 
Got you some vegan celebratory cupcakes. Oh, Look at those. What? Look at those bad boys. What a guy. Oh, no, oh, our Evie, pleasure. not I mean, for yeah, you, Bob. Yeah, look at that. I mean, you've got, obviously, oh, Evie's now really yeah. looking at those. She's loving those. If any of those are survived by the end of the podcast, yeah. I'd be surprised. See, I, I thought about this. This could go up proper ASMR, couldn't it? Like, Ali and Claire do oh, eating cupcakes good. live. That could be quite a thing. Just I want to eat them, but I don't want to eat them yeah. on camera. <laughs> I'll just get crumbs everywhere. I mean, I think they're like carrot cake flavor and all kinds of stuff. So Thank you so much. No, no, that's fine. It's fine. Like there was a Whole Foods Not around the corner. They have everything. I did see a Whole Foods bag outside. I'm like, oh, I really want to go to Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, you yep. knew. You knew. It's, it's a vegan paradise. Yeah, it's it very is. Weird. It is. Um, guys, you got engaged. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. Uh, tell us. I mean, tell us about how it happened. Uh, where was it? You planned it all, so you can explain it. Come and on, Ali. Oh, let's give us the goss. <laughs> uh, so it was. It was almost exactly on the day our four year uh, like dating anniversary. So we started dating at actually at E3 in LA four years prior. Um, and we were like, okay, we, we're not going to go E3 this year. We want to do like a big uh, holiday, just us. So that was the premise of the trip. So Claire knew we were going away. We decided on Bali. And then the rest was in my court, obviously, to try and sort this out without Claire knowing. No pressure. Um, no pressure, no. <laughs> so the one thing I always say is that we we knew we both wanted it filmed and like, photographs obviously we do youtube videos so there's that extra pressure of capturing it not just the moment but capturing it how do you capture an engagement and not give away that there is an engagement um so luckily i had this team on board that helped me out with that but as we left i had bought a camera a vlog camera for the trip and i think that kind of like set alarm bells not alarm bells ringing but kind of like claire being like oh i think something's gonna happen but this was by accident. I forgot all the batteries for the vlog camera. So when I was like, oh, I forgot the, ca- the batteries for the camera, Claire's like, well, I guess the, I guess the proposal's not happening then because there's no way <laughs> of filming waiting. it. Classic Ali for getting batteries. <laughs> exactly. I mean, unbelievable. So, <laughs> it does happen quite a lot, to be fair. But that kind of threw you off. And then, uh, yeah, we had an amazing time. And halfway through the holiday, pretended we had like this nice dinner at 5 p.m., which we, we did have a nice dinner. It just wasn't at 5 p.m. The engagement was happening at 5 yeah. p.m. So I pretended that um, our card, my card wasn't working and I had to go to the reception and sort it out. I left, I basically got ready and stood there waiting for you to come because uh, someone knocked on your door about 10 minutes later and there was a little trail and you jumped on a golf cart and went to like the, the, this helipad where everything You're was like lit. glossing over how much of a mess have I made of things, so thank <laughs> you for that. When uh, So we had um, a person looking after us in Bali called Yuda and he came and knocked on the door and he's like, here's the first part of the clue, you need to follow this trail. I just burst into tears. Oh, yeah, I forgot there was kind of like a oh, quest yeah. to it. It wasn't just f- walk this way. It was like work out where to go next. Yeah, okay, like so it was cryptic. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was, was cryptic. Was good, but was I was far too emotional for cryptic. So I ran inside and just like literally went to the makeup counter and poured it all into a bag because I'm like, I'm going to need this. <laughs> Brought this bag with me. And then there were stairs to get out of where we were staying, the villa. I just fell down them, tore my dress. Brilliant. Then, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, no batteries, like, torn dress, it was yeah. just great start. It was going well. Yuda <laughs> went off to go and like, he's like, follow the trail. And I just tried to start trying to follow him. And he's like, I'm not the trail. The trail's this way. <laughs> I totally missed all the clues. I was just crying, walking around reception, being like, am I supposed to be here? So someone like came and like claimed me and like put me in a golf buggy and was like, off you go. It's your proposal. The funny thing is, so initially, like the whole thing was organized quite in a very short time frame. And initially, they were suggesting we would do the proposal on like, this big lawn area. But that's where everyone eats from the hotel. And I'm like, I don't really want to do it in front yeah. of people. I want to have our own space. So we then, or then I sorted out this, like, this helipad that wasn't being used. It was amazing. But 
Claire, because she got the clues wrong, went to the lawn in front of everyone anyway, yeah. crying, being like, where do I go? And everyone's just looking at her like, what's going on? One of the Ooh, clues yeah. was like written on a picture of Evie. So I started looking for Evie. I, written, in my on, stupid written on your brain. dog. So yeah. there's loads of pictures and you turn oh. them over to make the message of being like, this is where you go. But she only turned over like two and was just like, I've got to go find Evie. So I was looking for Evie in Bali. Like at the time it made total sense. And I'm like, okay, he's flown Evie over. She's the next clue. She's going to tell me where to go. Now I'm just disappointed. Yeah. You and that was just stupid. You're overwhelmed. Yeah. Your dress is yeah. a bit torn. You're, yeah, you're crying. I mean, must, it, it's, it's an emotional thing anyway. Yeah, it was but so emotional. Is, I was just... Is there a part of it as well you're thinking, okay, uh, this is be- being filmed for a wedding, like for an engagement video as well. I need to compose myself. I need to kind of like be well, cool. Like you, you know. were super composed, but I, I it's funny because I'm usually a little bit more of the rational one. You can sometimes be more of the emotional one. It was totally the opposite way around. I just completely one of us had to keep it together, so that fell on my shoulders. Yeah, so okay. video Must mode. not cry. Yeah, <laughs> I was just. I, was but, I mean, look, having watched the video, it looked amazing. Like, I mean, of all the places, Bali, looked, I mean, you had the ocean, like, it on a cliff, like a cliff, cliff top, wasn't yes, it? Like, yeah. Oh, it looked phenomenal. Yeah, it went well, and that's the main thing. Despite all of those good. things. <laughs> I'm so pleased and so pleased for you. It's, uh, it's amazing. And I can't Thank wait to so I mean, when's the stag do? I'm inviting myself yes. now. Where are we uh, going now? Where are we going? <laughs> that's the question. Like, okay. when's the stag do? When's the hen do? When's the wedding? And, like, all of that still being, it's in it's the very early up. stages yeah. of organization. So, Nothing to say yet. Really. Logistics is the stuff that get, really gets yes, you. It can yeah. take so much time. Yeah. You, might have, you might have stuff because you want to look get the perfect balloons, the perfect looking confetti, the right the perfect, napkins, the right napkins. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, how do we fold the napkins? Yeah, you know, exactly. there, there are so many things to think about. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's amazing. I can't wait to see what happens next. Thank I look, you. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for my, my my stag to invite in the. Don't worry, <laughs> it's all sorted. Thanks, Adam's thanks, coming, brother. guys. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Because I mean, we're dressed the same now, so we're pretty much the same person. Anyway. We could go on our stag do right now. Well, how has this happened? I don't we, know. I think we shop at the same place. Like great style. You know, that's yeah. what I can say. Yeah. You're my idol, so I'm wearing the same thing. <laughs> that, that, you're, you're my idol. But uh, I mean, obviously, guys, Savage Situation, we're talking a lot about like your kind of your life in games as well, outside of engagements and such. I mean, this gaming is obviously a huge part of your life. You both kind of play games, um, obviously, for your channels. I was looking at views earlier on, on channels and things. Just just get, get, get some get some context here. Do you, uh, do you regularly look at these kind of like how many, like the statistics of your channels and how like total kind of, views? Yeah, like total views. No. Right, I used to every day, but now it's it's something we just kind of leave alone. Really. Okay, okay. So between you, you're you're getting you're edging close to five billion. You realize like, you, you, you five five billion. It's like Ali, and then I'm like the icing <laughs> on the top. Here's my little bit there. You're Honestly, you, you think about there's seven and a half whatever billion people in the world. Pretty yeah. much everyone in the world has seen one of your videos I've at one time or another. I've almost forced everyone in the world to watch one yeah. of my videos. <laughs> well, when we were in Bali, I've got cousins in Indonesia. Um, yeah. They both absolutely like, they watched both of our videos and they were just like, wow, well, this is Well, your cousins so cool. knew about us before they knew they were related to us. Yeah, they, they were... <laughs> Cousins that we found out about fairly recently, that they knew about us first. Cousins you found out about, re- like, like new cousins that just popped up. You yeah, like, yes. oh, hi. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. We've actually met them the other the other weekend. Yeah, they're, they're super, really nice. Super Welcome cute. to the family. Yeah. yeah. If you're watching <laughs> now, hi. Welcome. <laughs> did, people, did people in your family know of each other before you got together? Both being quite high profile. Do you kind of know, um, did someone like in your families know each other? Like, you had like someone who was like, oh my God, I'm a massive Ali fan or a massive Claire mm. fan? Or did everyone take you at face I value, whatever they... No, I don't... Quite face value, I feel like. I feel like the... Although streaming and YouTube and Twitch and whatever is fairly mainstream now, I'd say even if you jump back the four or five years ago yeah. when we started dating, the the mainstreamness of it all wasn't quite there, even four years ago. So not really. It was just kind of like Claire and, and Ali. Yeah. yeah, I told my mum, I like showed her a picture. I'm like, oh, like I like this boy. And she's <laughs> like, oh, 
these YouTubers, so though, I don't understand them. They 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 sound a bit, a little bit scary, kind of. Like, just be careful. I am and he's like scary. the most sweet guy in the whole world. Because <laughs> when you when you met, you were working at Xbox, weren't you? Yes. Is that right? So yeah. you were working, and was Ali kind of uh, was one of the kind of influencers who was coming to work? With yeah. So Xbox, I or? I was working uh, Xbox, like the company, and Ali was working with one of the agencies that worked with Xbox. He's checking into those cakes I'm now. Cake. <laughs> so yeah, that's so I already knew a lot about the industry. I'd already kind of thought about doing my own YouTube channel, but I was a little bit scared. It's hard to put your face online. Like now it's so easy to record to a camera, yeah. but when I first started recording, it was terrifying and I'd wanted to do it for a really long time. I'd actually wanted to do it back when I was in uni at home, but I was too scared. Um, so yeah, I'd, I already knew about the space and stuff yeah. and then we just kind of clicked. Because it, 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 it kind of blew up. I mean, you're like an OG. You were there from the, Ali, from the beginning, right? Like, so we're mm. talking like, what's it, eight, eight years ago? Nine? Ten years ago. Ten years ago. I made my channel in January 2009. Yeah. And, and so I, like from the beginning where you would be hard pressed to find more than three channels of people that were talking over their gameplay. That's how rare it was back then. Wow. And the views were like a few hundred views. That was it. Because uh, obviously you have a channel, Claire, you have a channel as well. You have a, com- you have a, a second channel, Ali, and you have a combined Ali and Claire channel. Like yeah, it's, we it's try like, and manage It's like 20, 24 million subscribers in total. It's crazy, Jeez. right? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I still love though, Claire, when you did a video on the, on the joint channel recently and you kind of sh- shared with Ali again his face reveal video, Yeah, I knew it Which is one time. of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> Where he goes, I mean, I can't even do. I mean, the pressure. Hi guys, it's, it's me. It was Ali. more like to look up, like, hello everyone. Did, did you did you practice that look up to the camera for ages? I just did, and at the time I was like, I was just gonna put that. I'll keep that in. It was. You look so young as well. Yeah, you did. It yeah. was. I mean, the hair was outstanding. It was. Yeah, this, tragic, yeah, it, it, was it was. It was fantastic. You grew it was up really on YouTube, funny. Though, yeah, that's the so weird like... thing is like, I'd say me as a person has changed so much. I mean, like, it goes from the ages of. 14 to 25 like you're going to change quite yeah a lot. especially like, like for a boy you, you kind of mature a bit later as a boy don't yeah. you so you literally went from boy to man on youtube which is why <laughs> you as can watch the woman i don't want to w- watch the boy stuff yeah. so much <laughs> well you've become i think i think uh, ali you've become as well you when you i don't know if you had myspace it might be way before your time myspace but there was you whenever you w- yeah, did you have remember. myspace uh, yeah, yeah i, yeah, I love no, so, so myspace right so it was basically like your facebook page when you first kicked off mm. but it was always the first guy that you that would follow you as tom tom was like your first yeah. friend he was yeah. like hey and tom i'm following you on you know, your first guy when people kind of start kind of like making content now, I guess Ali, you're one of the kind of the OGs. Everyone goes, right, got to follow Ali. Yeah. PewDiePie. Yeah. You know, JJ KSI. That's yeah. what I hope. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's kind of like, you know, you're one of the kind of the staple way because you make such family friendly content as well, where there's mm. a lot of people that don't really. Yeah. Um, that definitely works in your favor as well, right? I think it, it definitely helps for both of us in many ways. A, uh, when you realize how young a lot of the people are that are watching you, like, I, I would struggle if I was like swearing and doing all of these things. And I'm like, I'm literally meeting an eight year old that has watched all of that content. Like yeah. you're going to feel a little bit guilty. Yeah. Um, and the parents always appreciate it. They know they can just let their kids watch our content. It's never going to be any issues, yeah. but it works really well. Like uh, YouTube know that their content needs this, this category categorization system because they've got YouTube kids, etc. So actually being family friendly and not swearing works well for our monetization and the sharing of our videos. So it all is a knock on effect. Mm. But yeah, I, I think if you want an entry point into watching game videos on YouTube, you're probably going to flow through my channel or enter my channel at some point, maybe move on to someone else, but you probably watch one or two videos. Yeah, because yeah. you, obviously your, your career on YouTube started off with Call of Duty, which mm. is obviously not really a family friendly game as yeah such. i posted that a few days ago and it's kind of like maybe i shouldn't yeah, but yeah. it's like people want to watch me play yeah, god course, again yeah. so yeah you got the skills man yeah I, <laughs> it's literally 
all the buttons, that's the weird thing, all the buttons on COD are, are quite different to how I've remapped everything in Fortnite. But if you put Call of Duty in front of me on a screen and give me a controller, I'm a god again, man. Yeah. Like, what can I say? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, modest, but no, it's Ali A here. So I mean, he's just like, I'm a god, mate. That's the way it is. That's it. I mean, obviously but, playing it up a little bit. But yeah, like yeah. you still remember everything. I've played the game for like so many years. Because the, the amazing thing is, obviously, you, um, I want to talk about Pokemon Go as well, which is yes. huge for you both. Um, and of course now Fortnite and Claire, The Sims is massive for you as well now. I mean, these are all kind of very colourful, animated, kind of, you know, despite the fact that, um, you know, Fortnite, mm. so, you know, it's such is kind of still a battle royale mm. shooter game it is kind of in that kind of kid friendly i guess category yeah um, obviously it makes a massive difference because people it's, are loving it's huge. people overlook it and games like fortnite will get a lot of stick for being too family friendly too cartoony but actually from a content creator's perspective you want that game to be as colorful as possible you want all the art, art assets to be amazing and fortnite has so many skins all of these colorized weapons uh, and everything pops so if you're putting a thumbnail together you've got this amazing blue sky uh, green grass like the typical fortnite thumbnail because the game looks like that it pops big and then if you have that compared to like a, a gray brown green cod <laughs> Like that's what that's one of the reasons, just the colors that yeah. Fortnite does so well on YouTube and is pl and played and picked up by so many people because it looks great and that's overlooked by so many d game developers. I feel like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even Vanilla Sims is dark. Like I mod my game quite a lot and I add like shaders and things that change like depth of focus and saturation. And it's just it's more enjoyable even as an adult to play a game that is colorful and vibrant and exciting rather than like flat kind of colors game. Yeah. But from a content creator, like you said. It's just a no-brainer. You're competing with like hundreds of thousands of videos every time you post that have been uploaded at that exact moment. Yeah. And you want yours to be the one that looks colorful and fun because that's what people want to watch. They don't want to kind of click something that isn't yeah. fun and vibrant. I mean, do you, I mean, how, how often are you guys checking out like, I guess, the competition, if you were other, other content creators who are creating the same space, you know, whether it be Fortnite or The Sims and such. I mean, are you regularly looking over your shoulder thinking, right, what are they doing? How's that going to influence yeah, do, like that? That is like my bread and butter as in like, when I was smaller, I say the biggest channel back then had 100,000 subscribers and I had like 100. I knew I could never compete with them. Um, but I'm like, okay, let me find like five channels that are similar to me and let me do everything they're doing better and try and overtake them. And it was like, okay, better than them, bigger than them. What's the next one? 1,000 subscribers, 10,000 subscribers. And then suddenly I found myself competing with like the top three Call of Duty creators. And I, for me, it's really, it's a good motivation and driving factor to look around and try and compete and improve with things around me. I need inspiration. Uh, although I am a creative person, I, if you give me nothing, I'm going to struggle. But if you give me lots of ideas and things other people are doing, and then a few of my own ideas and merge it all together, then I can do something really good. And even now, at Fortnite, I still wake up and check everyone around me to see who's doing what and what's doing well. I don't know. Maybe it's like that's a com that's a competitive side of me, I think, as well. Yeah, because I'm the opposite of that. I, I'm not competitive in the same way. I don't know if it's because I'm older or my channel. I knew it was never going to get to, like... LEA Heights, it's always going to be more smaller and more niche, but I kind of like that because one, if I look at other people's content, I'm like a sponge. I'll just absorb it and then do the same thing. And I don't want to do that. I want it to be my own thing. But I also quite like being creative on my own and just kind of figuring out my own ideas as well. So I do, I look at what other people are doing, but I try not to watch their videos because then I'll accidentally start replicating what they're doing. And I just don't want to do that. I want it to be mm. like my own thing. And also I think because the Sims community is 
It is a little bit smaller. It's not, it's not really competitive. It's much more collaborative. So there's less pressure to be the channel that gets the most views. It's not something I think about so much now. I just rather make videos that make me happy to make them. So yeah, yeah it's kind of two sides of the two different ways of doing things. <laughs> does, yeah. does the same thing happen outside of content creator? You look at other other influencers, like you know, there's obviously recent likes of Ninja, for instance, has let you know kind of com completely committed to Mixer, mm. which is I guess Xbox. You know, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you kind of look at those kind of situations and what's happening in that respect, and kind of keep tabs on influencers, kind of the decision make decision making and such as well? Yeah, I think we always talk about that if a news article pops up or somebody we follow does something. It's weird. There's almost like, um, in fact, I was, I was scrolling through um, my Twitter feed today and um, one, I can't remember exactly, but one of the Formula One drivers was re-signed with one of the racing teams and it's like a big thing. Like he's renewed his contract, like he's still with that team. People love it. And it's weird now how you get this thing in, in the gaming community where it's like this person's moved to Twitch or this person's moved to Mixer and it's almost like a football transfer like mm, kind of yeah. thing. And there's a, there's a lot of talk around it. There's a lot of discussion around it. Um, and we always keep tabs on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, sometimes we do things with an... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech announcements as well um but it's funny because people now and it's a big change over the last few years and i think ninjas pushed it quite a lot we've always been referred to as different things we were always referred to as youtubers always yeah. and in the last like 12 to 18 months we're now referred to as streamers which we're not really we don't yeah. stream but that's the really? go-to okay. phrase now i'd say is streamer because the likes of ninja who are streamers are so mainstream and popular and a lot of these Fortnite players and a lot of these people do stream, that's now the go-to phrase, which is quite funny. Well, there's, there's a lot of people like Ninja and also like Nadeshot kind of building, not just like an individual brand, it kind of is going a little bit bigger than that. And especially with Nadeshot building and like all these esports teams and stuff yeah. and an entire big company. And like we read about it and like, you know, it's amazing. Like the success has gone crazy big yeah, real quick. It's really good. But I think neither of us ever kind of, compare or project to that because that's somebody mm. building a business that's very different to what we want to do mm -hmm. we kind of the reason that we both do what we do and what we want to be doing in future is much more creating content but that allows us to live our life outside of that in the way that we do we're much more kind of family focused our idea of getting away is the time that is spent building a business i'd much rather spend like going up north to see my family, going mm. and seeing your family, like taking our brothers away somewhere and like doing that kind of a thing. We're a bit more... Mature. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's, a, it's just a different lifestyle, isn't yeah. it? Because building a business in one way is amazing, mm -hmm. but it's just not what our focus is. I think our focus is much more on our family and our future together as like a couple. Yeah, so. I think you definitely see these phases and you, people that are at the height of their popular, uh, popularity will be getting these big deals and these big things happening. And I don't think we look at that and we're like jealous or wish we get that. 
we, uh, yeah, as you said, we, we're basing our stuff more around maybe doing less deals so that we can have more time just off camera yeah. doing our own thing. Because I know how much time people like Nadeshot and Ninja are putting in. Like they will have maybe half an hour free each day to watch a TV show. Whereas we want more free time so we can go and walk our dog. <laughs> Even like basic things like that. So like we respect that grind, but that's not necessarily what we're aiming yeah. towards. Um, yeah. We are like, that's why all three of us are here now. Because like we're just like a family unit. Yeah, we're like we have to take Evie everywhere. We yeah. just have different goals. But oh, for we're, a second there, I thought you meant me. Like, I was part of your yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, damn it. Adam's, uh, we've adopted I, Adam. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> I could live in the basement. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I mean, I saw this morning Ninja signed like kind of deal with Adidas this morning, and yeah. obviously they have like. I mean, I'm looking mm. for when the Claire and Ali kind of Nike line is going to come out or something at some stage. Yeah, keep an um, eye. Yeah, keep an eye out. But um, even like Nick A30, who's a massive you know, YouTuber, st mm. stream. He is a streamer, I guess, on YouTube playing yes. Fortnite. Yes. And uh, this morning announced that he's full. He's going full into Twitter now yes wow. yeah and so i didn't like... quite get it i watched the announcement i'm like i thought we already streamed on twitch and then i forgot he's like one of the big Fortnite streamers that dedicated to youtube um and they i i don't know the ins and outs of streaming and i actually think being a big streamer on a platform which has less competition like youtube works really well because youtube promotes streams a lot so to see him switch over i mean the obvious one there must have been a lot of money involved in that um but he must also feel like he can carry his audience across and build his audience there and still use youtube as a platform to put his vod content like his videos from his streams so he's not really losing out in that way um but yeah like big deals a lot of money going going around and a lot of competition especially and i think that's why streaming streamers is used so much as a phrase because um people aren't competing for a video on demand service at the moment they're competing for a streaming service that's why you get these mixes uh youtube live and twitch is all battling out because those are the big platforms at the moment plus yeah. parents know what twitch is whereas i think like years ago parents would have been like oh we, we understand youtube like we know like dan tdm whereas now parents like we know what twitch is we know who ninja is because they're watching their kids have been playing fortnite for like the last year non-stop mm, so like yeah. the general awareness has changed a lot too so is money still a massive motivation when it comes to making videos? There must come a point where, obviously, having been you know been around the block for a long time now, particularly you, Ali, with with um, being an influencer or a mm. YouTuber or a streamer, as mm -hmm. you're now called. I mean, there, is there a point where you kind of like money isn't really the incentive anymore, or is it more about like experiences and just like your future? I mean, I mean, for a lot of people, obviously, it is a massive factor. Like the yes. professionals, like with the Fortnite World Cup recently, and some you know, Booga won what three and a half million dollars. Three million dollars, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's insane money. I really, think, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we're fortunate, a because when I started, there was no money, so it's never been the motivation. Money, I literally did it as like a passion project, and then a little bit of money started coming in, and then it all really took off when I signed my first contract to earn a little bit of money through YouTube. So I've been in a very fortunate position where I've never had to think, um, what is my next paycheck? Because when I was getting a lot of money, when I even when I started off when I was like 17, 18, I was in a position where I was living in my parents' bedroom. So like I didn't need to worry about bedroom. paying. Oh, <laughs> you were living, living in your parents' in bedroom. A bedroom in my parents' yeah, house. Though. Let's just make sure. Like that. Char Charlie in the chocolate <laughs> factory. Best, you're in the same yeah. room. <laughs> we're all in the same. They don't leave the bed. <laughs> um, so I was fortunate enough where I wasn't having to worry about money. Um, and then since we've been together and you've been doing it, like we don't have to worry about money as yeah. such. It's not necessarily motivation. I think the thing that is fortunate is that if a deal comes in and it's for a decent amount of money, we don't have to think, oh, maybe we should do this because of the money. We think, do we want to do this? And is it the right thing for us? Mm. And 
saying no is often a really good thing. Like you don't have to say it just because it's given to you. So, but then it also offers lots of good opportunities as well. But yeah. at this point, no, the money isn't the motivator, but we do realize that there is a limited lifespan to what we're doing. But then in contrast, you mentioned all of these young players, they need to be earning this prize pool money. They need to be, you know, building up a brand quickly and, and, and well, because who knows how long they're going to be relevant for. I bet you a lot of people that all the kids are talking about now because they're amazing at Fortnite, you will not talk about them in 24 months time, in two years time, because they've just not adapted to the next game. They've, they've burnt themselves out and you've got to look at the longevity of it all. Yeah, and just on the money thing, I, my route to YouTube is a little bit, it's very different to Ali's. Mm. Um, it's not something that I started trying out in my teens. It's something that I came to much later. Like I was in my mid twenties when I started my channel. Uh, and money was a big motivator for me because I was doing the YouTube on the side of working at Xbox and I'd worked in the gaming industry for a while. I'd worked at several different agencies. I'd been like headhunted into Xbox. So, and I was on a, like a, my job was really good. I enjoyed my job. I was on a good salary. So to leave it all to do YouTube was obviously a big risk. Yeah. And I was doing the YouTube stuff at the side and it kind of felt like jumping over in your mid twenties. It was I don't know, it kind of felt like, you know, it's, your time's passed, like you're a little bit old for it now, you're in a sensible job, like you've got a good position, just kind of stick at this. Yeah. So for me, I was very much watching the YouTube money and when it got to the point where, you know, they were kind of balancing out was about equal, that was when it came to the point where like, if you're gonna give this a go, give it a go. And I was lucky that my boss, Graham, who you know well, mm -hmm. was very, um, he was like really good in that he encouraged me. He's a lovely guy, isn't he? He's such he a nice really guy. Good. And like he actually helped us get together because he, when I first started talking about you, he was just, I thought Ali had paid him. Like, because Graham <laughs> was like, he is the nicest no, guy I've ever met. No money exchange hands. <laughs> this is Graham Boyd that works at Xbox, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. Really I nice thought guy. he was like slipping you money under the table. Like, yeah. No, you what? were slipping him He money. was slipping Ali money to talk to you. So, well, that, that is, well, that is a really like, strange we situation. He's like, Oh, really funny. Graham's just said you look dishy today. And I'm like, yeah, he did. He's, he's got my check today. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, he's dishy as Ali. He's um, dishy. Yeah. <laughs> Class. Love that. But he's always been such a. I, I interviewed him as my dissertation in uni. And then he was the one that ended up bringing me into my first agency job when I moved in London and like ended up working with Xbox. And like, he's literally helped my career path so much. He has a wedding invite, don't you worry. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was him that said, just give it a go. If if it all fails, you've got a great CV. So just try it. Yeah. And I did. And I'm glad I did because the freedom we have in our lives is one of the big, like, like YouTube's a lot of work, mm. but it also is the freedom to travel. The fact that we get to see each other all day and have pets that have someone at the house with them all day. And it's just the kind of lifestyle we wanted. So I'm, I'm really glad I did it. It's such, an, it's such a good position that you guys have got together as well, because obviously travel, as you mentioned, and you, you work together so regularly as well, yeah. which makes a massive difference. Mm. You know, obviously, I, I think on the other side of like you, Claire, so like with regards to YouTube, because I kind of completely missed that boat of jumping onto like a, a channel and kind of committing, because you've got to commit so much time. Mm. Where, you? Yeah. As you said, like you get to a certain age, you can't live, live at home in your mum's bedroom with them anymore. Uh, you've got to... <laughs> You've got to like, you know, you've got to you know, start kind of providing a life, you know, a life and stuff. And that's yeah. why I did like hosting and things. But I think, um, yeah, I think with, you know, with the YouTube side of things as well, you're right. There comes a point where you do think, am I, have, I, have, I, have I gone over the hill? Am I, is, it, is it too late to start? But there are some people who are still managing to kind of turn it on really late and still, you know, kind of, I know like, you know, mentioned like a ninja and stuff like Courage, for instance, who was yes. a caster, who was yes. like, you know what, I'm chucking it all in. Yeah. I'm going to go full on into... Twitch streamer. Yeah. And now he's soaring as well. Yeah, his growth's crazy. And 
there isn't a time limit or an age limit on this kind of thing. Like Claire was super conscious that she was you were mid twenties, yeah. And like compared to most content creators who who a the teenager. majority of ages is probably teenagers to like very early twenties. Um, but if you're good on camera and you're making good content, it doesn't matter how old you are. So there's not a limit. And yeah, anyone can blow up at any time. It's definitely more saturated. It's definitely harder. But if you do blow up, you're going to blow up quicker than ever because all the people are there, if that makes sense. They're there ready to jump on the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, there's positives and negatives. And, uh, but the thing is, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can start and you can blow up. Yeah, yeah. you just got to be relatable. Yeah. Well, when, when, you, when you first, I mean, when you first started making videos as well, Claire, was, was there a lot where you kind of look, always reading comments? Or were you kind of very s- aware of what people were saying about you yeah, and the stuff you're making as well? I was like, I've always been super aware of it. So from the beginning, I've looked at comments. I still, my Sim series is still very much uh, kind of molded by the comments that I get on YouTube and what people want to see and interesting storylines. I still very much take it from that. The one thing I've learned to do over time is filter out the negativity comments because at the beginning they're not there like people and honestly i have a very supportive audience but your face is online your life to some degree is online and you're going to get some negativity and there was definitely a stage you, you kind of start off and it's all like like you know sunshine and roses and then there's a little bit in the middle where you start to get negativity but mentally you've never had to deal with that before and then as you kind of grow and mature and like learn to deal with it you kind of go back to sunshine and roses again yeah but yeah like that's something that i think I think people now realize that YouTubers or anyone who has their face online has to learn to deal with it. I mean, footballers get social media training now on how to deal with like the negativity that comes online. Yeah. And yeah, it's just definitely, well, I've, I've completely lost the trail of where the question was. No, no, no. I mean, but yeah, mean, that is the, right. yeah, I mean, the, the... The trolling aspect is, uh, you yeah. know, mm. it must be hard to get. I mean, you're right. Every 100 positive comments is always the negative one yeah. that kind of sticks out and you kind of go, oh God, you know, what, you know what's, what's happened there? Why, and that one feels so loud compared to the others. Yeah. But you've just got to, you've got to listen to the, the, the majority of your audience. And yeah. I'm really lucky in that my community is like so nice and yeah. so amazing. And I think... Part of it is just because they're great people. But also I think if you put out kind of a very positive, happy, just generally warm, welcoming kind of atmosphere out onto your channel, then that is what you kind of reap what you sow. So I think, yeah, I'm lucky that I've got a real nice community and I definitely still listen to them and all their comments. I actually just started a Discord channel just so that I can talk to people one-on-one and that's been really cool as well. (laughs) I mean, I've got to talk to you, um, Ali, about meme gate as well the oh alley meme i yeah. mean this was the thing that kind of i think was it last year can i because this is yes segues from the comment side of things as well yeah tell us how it kind of first happened and what happened with it all so i mean it was exposure on a level that i never wanted or or like so basically okay so basically was, was it PewDiePie that first did something? Was it yeah, Felix I'm going to blame him. Okay. It's, his, it's your I'm fault, blaming him. Felix, okay. Um, so I was just on this Fortnite wave. Like, views were just ridiculous. It was crazy, it, I remember. It was, it was like beyond anything I ever thought I'd ever see on YouTube, let alone for my own channel. It was crazy. Every video, three, four, five, ten million views if it went super viral. Like, it was insane. But when things are doing that well and you're being suggested to that many people, yes, you're getting all these people watching and and a lot of people subscribing and enjoying it, but you are hitting a lot of people that just are sick of seeing you because you're in suggested all the time, (laughs) which is what it was going on back then. Um, And what was happening 
Uh, PewDiePie obviously is going to jump on anything that's big at the time. And um, with a lot of exposure, you also build up a lot of people that are just like, I'm sick of seeing your face, Ali, blah, blah, blah. So, and this is something I've done for my on my channel since the beginning. And I, I like doing it. It got me hyped for videos. So, say there was a really cool part of the video. That goes right at the beginning. Cuts into my intro. Big music. I love my EDM music. And we switch in tracks. And, and I'm lucky enough to work with Future House Music, who send me a load of EDM tracks. And then it leads into the video. So, what, what happened is, and it's, it's annoying. So, my editor, Aaron, really nice guy, he would switch in the track that we were using for that big intro. Um, and there was one track I told him, I was like, I think we should stop using this track because I don't like it. It's too heavy. And it's just like, it's just obnoxious. And that is the track that the whole of the internet decided to pick up on and meme it. So the idea is you play like a controversial clip or you just play something that's a bit of a joke and then you cut in my my alley intro and play that track bass boosted and it's just so annoying that the one track i told him to stop using like the day after just went so viral and the thing is there's there's a people are like yeah but all all exposure is good exposure and it's like i was honestly like things were so good then that i didn't need that additional negative exposure negative exposure and people are like yeah but more people went and watched you more people would have checked out your channel and it's like that negative effect actually just slowly killed things off like as soon as that thing went viral all, a lot of my audience which just didn't really care about my intro and thought it was a laugh and liked it were then being suckered in by all of these people that are like oh this is a this is Ali A meme. He like yeah. he like he his intros are dumb. Blah blah blah, and it like had a negative effect on right, everything. Because okay. kids are quite like like I, I, I was the same when I was young and I was a teenager. You you're very aware of what people think are cool is and and then oh, isn't yeah, totally. cool. Yeah. So the minute everyone's like, no, this isn't cool. This is like you need to take, you need to make fun of that. And I think a lot of people kind of got very caught up in that. Yeah. And people that were previously like supportive kind of got in on the whole let's kind of take the mick and be cruel mm. sort of thing. I mean, from, from watching videos, your videos as well and kind of kind of keeping tabs on what was going on, it was clearly obvious that at that time you were like the biggest YouTuber like in terms of viewership. Your videos, as you mentioned, were insane. Yeah, I think that one month. And there's got to be an element of like... Like um, jealousy, maybe from other from other influences, maybe of, of how yeah. big it was getting. Well, I th I think I don't, I, yeah. Sorry, you go I ahead. I was just gonna say that I think some of it came from the fact that Fortnite is a game that adults enjoy, teenagers enjoy, kids enjoy, and Ali's videos were aimed at a specific audience that is a little bit younger. He doesn't swear, and his his videos are very much aimed at that. But adults were getting quite annoyed at getting the suggested videos because they're like, well, I don't enjoy this content. It's like, yeah, but it's not made for you. you. You can't get angry about not being the right audience for the video. Just kind of go to one that is the right audience. So I think some of it came from people being angry that the video wasn't what they wanted to watch, but mm. they were never the intended target audience, were they? Yeah, the go-to thing is like, oh, his audience are all nine-year-olds, blah, blah, blah. It's like, probably the best audience to have is a lot <laughs> yeah. of nine-year-olds, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's the dream like, demographic right there. Yeah, you know? and obviously my, yeah, that's like, it's kid-friendly. It's just, a, it's literally... It's like you're watching a video of someone playing games. Like, let's be real. It's not that deep. It's not that serious. It's a piece of entertainment. Um, but yeah, that I actually found it quite funny. And I saw the funny side of it. We would watch like some compilations of these like Allier memes. Yeah. <laughs> some of them I just could never show like me reacting to it because they're just way too, they were bad. They were controversial. Yeah. They got dark. They got yeah. Dark. It yeah. got really dark at one point. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's funny and I can laugh at it. Thank goodness. Um, but. I mean, it was wake up every day and go into my Twitter feed. And it, when you mention like one negative 99 nights, this was like 99 negative one nights. Like it was rough for a while. 
And it, it, I separated myself quite heavily yeah. from like really what people good. were saying. Yeah, you were. Mate, I remember seeing you when it was all hit, mm. kicking off, and you, you had such a thick skin, like because it was, it was, it was a bit wild there. I think I'd got. It, it's because I've gone through like s smaller scale versions of it. You have to throughout. If you've been doing YouTube for ten years, you're going to have things where negatives are brought up, and you get this negative comments. Luckily, we were in a really good space. And I knew that it was just a lot of people saying this stuff would go away in a little bit um, because they weren't there. They didn't really care about me. They just wanted to say something nasty and leave. Yeah, yeah. I so, think I got angry about it than you did. Other people got more angry than I did. I'm yeah. like, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Like, it's going to go away eventually. There was a lot about it on Reddit. And I read it all oh, the time. I've read it, it heavily for like years. And then to see like your boyfriend get dragged on the website that you use really heavily was like rough. And we just moved into a new house as well. And I think what a lot of people don't appreciate when you like become a meme, like like you you see it with other people that get like memed that their lives afterwards and that kind of thing, but they stopped seeing him as a person and just saw him as this thing to take the mick out of. Yeah, we just moved into a new house and people would like they stopped seeing you as a person in terms of we can hustle you because you're you're just a meme, you're not an actual person. And I just I found it really hard to deal with. Like if someone can say something negative about me. I can kind of like push it under the rug, but if they say it about a person I really care about, oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like legit. Not, really not when it's your family. It's all. like it's, it's different. Yeah. So don't you know? Don't come near my family. Yeah, leave my family alone. The yeah. one lasting thing is you. We've like the in, say the internet as a whole. Yes, I've got my audience, and I can walk down a street in the middle of a day, and there's loads of business people, and no one knows who I am. Um, or you can walk by a school, and all the kids are like, "There's Ali A." The annoying thing is you've now got that slight like uh, injection of toxicity and negativity where some people will only know me as that meme intro. Guy. They won't know anything else. And that's bad yeah. because otherwise, if someone knew me, I'm like, great. They know me because my videos are going to be nice. Whereas there's a chance now that someone may see me and just be like, I hate you because I know you from the meme, which is yeah. a bit scary. And yeah. especially if you're out and about and like, there's, I don't know, like a group. Yeah. And the thought always goes through your mind like, oh, yeah. Is it, are they, is it going to be funny to do something cruel and film it? Like, there's just yeah. always that in the oh, back yeah. of your mind now. Yeah. Is it, when you, I mean, this is obviously, you, you know, celebrities are out and about here, there, everywhere, and you kind of, you know, as adults, you kind of go, oh, that's that person over there. We oh, spotted yeah, we, one just before the podcast. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it, what, was it, what was his name? Is it, was it Rob Stark. Is Richard, is Richard Madden, right? I don't I, know names. I can't I only know the this. Game of Thrones names. Okay, it's definitely not Richard Madeley because he's from like this morning a long time ago. Not him. Not sure. Yeah, I think it's, let's just say it him from yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah. Rob Stark. But um, you see celebrities around, obviously as adults, you kind of go, oh, that's that person over there. But for kids, don't really have a filter. They see like someone that they know, like, like yourselves, they kind of go, no way, it's Ali and Claire. And they kind of run up and, I mean, can you, can you go out and about in public? Is that kind of like a, is there certain places you wouldn't go like a, like a shopping mall? Is that just an, an absolute no go? Cause it's just what, it's just, it's just crazy. Or I'd, is it kind I'd of okay? I'd say it's kind of calmed down again now. Yeah, it's better. I think we're fortunate that we do a lot of things at weird times anyway. We'll like shop on a Sunday evening, like, or something. And like, we'll, we'll tend to go out like during the day. So, yeah. and you've got like most of your are kids in school anyway. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, like, you could be anywhere and you could be recognized. That's yeah. the crazy thing. But like 99.99% of those interactions are so genuine and oh, friendly yeah, yeah. and really nice, nice and happy. Yeah, for sure. It's we, like so rare you get the other side of it. We, I mean, we've talked about this before, but Pokemon Go, when that kicked off, right? And I've, I've, I've said this to you, Ali, but 
Well, that night we went down to we were in we were I think we were at Cod XP, weren't we? That's what we I think we were all there for Cod oh, XP. Was oh, was it was it Cod XP? XP? Yeah, I think you're we right. We were there for something. We were no, there I think, together. I think you're right. it was Cod XP, right? Yeah. 2016, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah. We went and it was when Pokemon Go had just like because because Cod had kind of got hit like Infinite Warfare kind of it kind of tanked yes. a little bit. Yes. And I remember we were talking about like views and things. Mm. And this is before Fortnite and the big you know what was about to happen. And Pokemon Go comes along, mm. and you were like, right, you saw the trend, you saw the curve, and you were like, right, this is this is definitely something I love. You love, you've always loved Pokemon, both of you have. Let's jump on this because this is this is going to be something which is really great fun for us. Mm. We can do it together. We went down to San Diego Pier, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, no, it was, uh, Santa Monica, Santa Monica, Pier. Santa Monica yeah, Pier. Yeah, we went down to Santa Monica Pier, and I remember one. I there was one kid that was like, yo, that's Al Yay. <laughs> and then I'd say within about four or five minutes. There was about a hundred, maybe say two hundred people that had gathered round you on this pier, co- like collecting. Yeah, we were the, you were with us as well. I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. we were like, oh, we, it yeah. happened. It was you crazy. Those, like, yeah, the day before yeah. As well. And I remember yeah. that, and we were, and we, were, and I, and we know each other very, not for only a little bit, just yeah. like we just got to know each other. And uh, I, even I was a bit like, this is the life of Ali is absolutely insane. Like, because it was, quite crazy. and it just got crazy. And it was pictures. It was yeah. all this thing. And everyone's obviously there because obviously Santa Monica Pier at the time was this huge hot spot yes. where like Charizards or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was, that was dropping. The phone signal. It was so busy. It was yeah. so yeah. dense with yeah. people using their phone to try and catch these Pokemon that you'd struggle to get signal. That's yeah. how crazy it was. But I'd, I'd know, I, if George Clooney had walked onto that pier, I don't think they would have had anywhere near the same <laughs> amount of like of, of fandom that you experienced in that kind of five minutes. It was crazy. It was wild. But that's yeah. what, that's what I'm always fascinated. I mean, Pokemon Go was like a whole. I think that was your first kind of real from what I saw outside of COD, like in that kind of, you know, nine to they say 15 mm. demographic. Yes. People were like, yeah. oh my, this is a guy that I totally trust to get all the good stuff because mm. you were going out like three in the morning down to car parks to catch like some Yeah, that was your idea actually to do like a, like a hunting, a nighttime hunt. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it was with the EV, like as a 30 something role and they're going, this is great. Yeah, yeah you go get that Pokemon. Yeah. I want to see it. It was so it was, fun. It was great. I mean, was that was that for you a big, a big turning point as well? The Pokemon Go craze? Yeah, that was like, if there's been way that was one I thought would never be topped yeah. and then Fortnite happened it was just like I think that month on my second channel I was like the second most subscribed that month maybe behind Ariana Grande or something crazy like oh, a million crazy. in a month or something and and out of all the things that have blown up it always comes down to genuine enjoyment and like interest in the game and it's funny because I tweeted being like uh, once Pokemon Go comes out, it's going to take over my life like eight months before it even released. And it was as big as it was. Like I was there ready, waiting for it. We were both ready, wait, waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Um, and it was a really nice break, especially as you said, COD was just like a really bad point. And I was just waking up every day, sitting there like, what do I do for a video? It was really nice to get out the house, vlog and travel and do things um, that we couldn't normally do outside the house and still make content. Um, that game's was... got such a mixed audience as well. Yeah. Like the people you bump into, you bump into like whole families playing yeah. together yeah. or like couples our age playing, little kids. It's just like, it's such a nice mixture and everyone is so wholesome in that community. It's just really nice. Yeah, it's really great. I mean, yeah, because you, you see, yeah, you're right. You see families huddled around, like kind yeah. of taking on like, yeah. you know, the latest, whatever it is that's kind of yeah. come along, some exotic Pokemon. Yeah. Everyone, and everyone's just playing together. It, it is a really family. I mean, I think Harry Potter's tried to do the same kind of thing. I don't yes. think it's, I I think it's been it. quite as, is it, I don't But know also it we tried, we were filming, because I did a Harry Potter video on my channel. And what was crazy was when we did Pokemon Go, we got so used to vlogging and playing a game in public and being loud and crazy. 
and then Harry Potter came out and we were both dying of embarrassment. <laughs> and we're like, how has this really? happened? How have we regressed yeah. so yeah. much? Because I guess, yeah, there was, I mean, because... I remember because there was this screen recording and there's vlogging. And it, was it was on it, like it was crazy. It was great. Big respect to all the people that still do it as their main focus on their channel. And it, uh, the good thing for them is that actually the game gets a lot of updates now, so they they can still do that and still sustain it because the audience is still there. It's just not as big as it was. So you don't see it as much. Um, but yeah, it's like you do. You need to be recording your screen. You need to be recording yourself. You need to be syncing everything up. You need to be putting all these files together. There's a lot that can go uh, wrong. And those oh, yeah. videos were big edits. I was up till 4 or 5 a.m. every night for like three or four weeks when it first came out. And, and I was doing that around a full-time job Yeah, you as were well. editing it. You were still working. Yeah. While I was working at Xbox, yeah. like it was a grind. And that, that was the point at which it made me get an editor because like, I can't do this by myself. Um, but yeah, it definitely as much fun as it was. Vlogging in public is not easy, and I'm so glad I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, and it, it also caused a lot of arguments between us because yeah. we were filming the same things, and it turned from like, oh, let's go out and play Pokemon to, uh, uh, are we filming this? It's like, yeah, I want to film. It's like, yeah, well, I want to film it too, too. And say a rare Pokemon pops up, like we both want to film it. Like, yeah. Can you hold the camera? It's like, yeah, yeah but I need to film it as yeah. well. So it did cause we arguments. We got like the claw thing to like, and we would like balance our camera on trees and stuff, and we just do like we just have to go to a part together. And then just completely go separate. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ways because it was <laughs> tense. Especially if like, oh my gosh, like legendaries appeared and both of us are trying to catch it, arguing over who gets it first and then the first person doesn't get it. So they're holding the camera like... <laughs> My most memorable like, moment. So mad. Like fair play to Claire. We hadn't been together that long. Oh um, my gosh. So I'd edited this say? video and it was maybe like 9 p.m. And the video wasn't long enough. And I said in it I was gonna go to like a cipher nest. Like basically you can get these spawns uh, where a Pokemon spawns more in in like a park and they're called nests. And I was like, babe, we need to go to this like park. It's only like 10 minute drive Bear away. Bear in mind, I've got to be up at 7 a.m. the next day. Yes, yeah, so we drove what there. What time is it? Like 9 o'clock at night? We got there at like 9.30. Bearing in mind, it's like yeah. September. So it's like now. So it was pretty much dark when we arrived. We're getting dark. And the phone signal and the, the consistency of the game not crashing was terrible. It would crash all the time. So you got to this park and there was no tracking system. So finding this Pokemon was hard. Oh and I found a Scyther and it was really high CP and it kept running away. And I was getting so mad to a point where I had one on my screen. I'm like, I'm going to catch this one. I'm going to catch this one. Flick the Pokeball. I think the whole game crashed, rebooted it, it wasn't there. And I just got my hand and I punched the ground as hard as I could. And I'm just like this. Like... And Claire's trying to like keep her just composure like filming behind the, whole the camera. Thing. This could be good for the vlog. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, that was, that was uh, Alie's top 10 Pokemon Go rage moment. That was a low point for you. Yeah. That was a low point for you. Three, well, whatever time it was in the morning. Yeah, the we stayed there late and then you had to get up the next morning. That's like when we first started going out, that was like four years ago. Yeah. And like your gaming rage now compared to then, it's just like, you used to be so, you did used to get angry at games. Yes. Games can make you angry. Yes. I don't think they can make you violent, but in the moment they can make you really passionate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've definitely chilled out massively over time. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, good, it's good that you can you you connected over that game, which obviously was there were so many positives from it. Like, yeah. yeah, it was great that it was something that got us both out the house. It was a great 
boost for your channel at the yeah. time as well. It really brought a lot of people in. And yeah, it was so fun. But and Evie was a puppy when we first started that as well. So that like she grew up. If we watch back our Pokemon Go videos, we can watch Evie grow up in the background, mm. which is like so cute. And we'll always have that because it's always going to be on the Internet. Well, that's the thing I love about what you guys do as well as, as a couple doing this together, because you 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 actually have a, a living, breathing record of your time together mm. online. Anytime you want to watch it, yeah. if you have kids one day, grandkids, whatever, they can always watch that stuff back. And even, you know, Evie as well as a puppy and things. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, I think it's really great. It's really, really good to do that. I mean, with Pokemon Go, was was it was it a big jump? Was Fortnite, did Fortnite kind of come out of the blue for you as well? Was it came out of the blue for everyone? Just, it just dropped, didn't it? Out of nowhere, yeah. it just dropped. Yeah. The funny thing is, so they released a trailer, and other games had tried to merge the big things, which was a shooting game, a competitive shooting game, with building mechanics of Minecraft, and other games had tried it. But it just hadn't really picked up. It was clunky. It just didn't work. So we watched this trailer. And at the time, I think, like, Pokemon Go was really low again. COD was, like, just never really come back to what it was. So we wrote in our diary. I remember writing in my calendar. Yeah, same. Um, Fortnite uh, beta, I think it was, comes out on this day. We both wrote it in. And then we missed it. Maybe we were out that day, whatever. It went past. Didn't really think anything of it. And then, like... Because YouTube suggested content is so based around what you're watching, and because I was watching a lot of COD and a lot of shooting games and Minecraft games, these Fortnite videos started to pop up in my recommenda recommendations, and I was clicking them, and I was like, I can't stop watching it. Like, like it's such a colourful, interesting yeah. battle royale game, and I knew the success of PUBG, I knew the success, the success of H1Z1, which were like these uh, previous versions of battle royale games, which were big, but not like mainstream big. I was like, I've got to play this, man. So we started playing it in the evenings. We we're up to like 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. playing it together. And it just went bigger and bigger and bigger. And more people started playing it. And more people started talking about it. But no one in the world knew it was going to do that. Like, it, we were just there experiencing it. And it was just blowing up. And it was crazy. Well, didn't the patch notes as well, the, the whole Battle Royale thing was like a secondary kind of like yes. thing. They were focusing on the save the world kind of stuff. So it's all yes. about kind of like PVE stuff. Yeah. And suddenly everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's this Battle Royale thing. We kind of we, we kind of worked on a little bit as well. Yeah. Because it was the first, I think it was, the, I want to say the first Battle Royale on console as well. I don't remember. I don't think PUBG That's a very good point. So you needed to have a good PC because the game wasn't well optimized and you needed to be good with a keyboard and mouse. And that was the one thing that separated me from playing it was I was, I've never been, I'm still not good with keyboard and yeah. mouse. Um, so yeah it, it, it was free to play on the console and it was colorful and it was simple and it was intense and it was just so much fun so how closely do you you work with epic games on fortnite and claire same goes for you i guess with ea how close are you working with them on on the sims stuff as well um so with the sims they have ea have like a game changers uh, program so you get early access to stuff they um invite you along to play the game early and there's a very there's a discord as well you kind of can talk with the devs, which is really cool. I kind of came to it quite late. I'd been making Sims videos for quite a while before I kind of was like accepted into the fold. Because like I said, the the Sims community is like very, um, very niche and quite like, because it's so collaborative, it can be a bit cliquey as well. But in a, in a good way, like they're all really genuinely nice people. But I think the Sims community before had been very much these beautiful stories that people were creating without face calm and like, you know, it was a very different kind of content. And then I came along and just slapped my face, come on, made me an Ali and like kept making videos the same way I'd always done. So they were quite like energetic and loud and crazy and memey. So I think at the beginning, people were kind of like, oh, 
what is this what is this girl doing <laughs> what is this claire javon person yeah. what, is she, what is she doing claire Sayabahan. <laughs> what is she doing Sayabahan. Yeah. Sayabahan. brilliant but no no i like i i like know a lot of the other sims youtubers well and like it's different now I, i'm much more like part of the fold now that's oh, awesome and you get to work with ea quite closely for that so it's really cool that's cool you've done a few things with ea directly haven't you yeah so that's yeah. been it's yeah. been nice i enjoyed your tomb raider stuff as well by the way on the oh other side yeah really cool. i love that so much but it's funny because that you know you go back to the conversation about family friendly content and violence and and getting yeah, video yeah. games on youtube and what is allowed to be shown and what isn't straight away as soon as you upload a game like tomb raider that is like the 15 or the 18 plus the views on it just aren't going to be the same because YouTube just looks at it and they're like, oh, this, Gosh, I'm, yeah. I don't know what to do with this, so we're just going to hide it. We're not going to put it in suggested in the same way. Wow. And Tomb Raider suffered from that, I'm a little bit I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, with Epic as well, like, obviously this, I mean, I, I hosted the ESL finals this year in yes. Kadovica, which was really cool, That's working with really it directly. Cool. Mm. Um, and that was a that was the first time mm. I kind of worked with Epic Games on, on something. And I remember there was a lot of... Um, the, the game basically in two years had achieved an insane amount. Particularly, mm. I think they made four billion dollars in the first year Probably on, on just right. skins yeah. alone, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is crazy money. Yeah. So like, you think a hundred million dollars for like a World Cup, everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's insane money!" It's yeah. like to them, they're like, "Well, it's a hundred million. You know, yeah. We've got more." You know, They've made it back in a few weeks. In a few weeks, skins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, I mean, obviously they gave the the creator code stuff as well, which mm. is is that I mean, is that very. Has that been a big help as well in terms of like the channels? Yes. You know, sustaining the channel as well? Um, going Before we talk about that, going back further. Yeah. Um, there was always a big disconnect between content creators and the publishers. And they didn't really take us seriously. And then with Activision and Call of Duty, they started inviting us to events where previously the only people that would get to play DLC early or even the new Call of Duty early would be press. So someone would go along, play the game for a few hours in a room and write up a review of it. Um, then it was like suddenly all of us teenagers were coming along and we were killing all of the press at multiplayer and getting all of this early footage and we were being prioritized over the press. Um, and they didn't like that. But Activision started realizing that we were useful assets and we basically just gave their game free promo. And it's funny because back then people were like, oh, Activision are paying Ali to do this. They're paying blah, blah to do that. Where in matter of fact, I think Activision never paid anyone for anything for ages. Only recently, now that they actually have competition, they've mm -hmm. got to make other people, you know, they've got to pay some money. Um, so there wasn't any money involved at all. Um, but that's a, that was a developing a relationship between content creators and Activision. Then Epic Games came along and they've been really good. They invited mm -hmm. us to... Uh, they invite us to these events. They they really know how important the community are. And they're very good at, at, at including us in that stuff. And yes, they went out of their way to, to make a supporter creator program where their incentive was, if we are making the creators show our store more via promoting their code, then we will get more sales and we'll give you a portion of it, which... I used to joke to my friends or other content creators that Activision were giving me a small percentage of DLC sales <laughs> as a joke. And then Epic Games went and did it. It was crazy. Yeah. And yeah, it's been really like it's it's genuinely its own revenue stream. Like it's really useful uh, and it works well for them because if you start playing other games and don't play Fortnite as much, that revenue stream for that content creator will drop off. So you're kind of tied a little bit to their mm -hmm. game. Well, it's, it's great of you to give shout outs to, to fans of your videos. Yeah, as well. and it's a really interactive thing. It's nice because yeah. like I do see people that are always using my code and it's free but isn't it? for them. There's, there's, it's just a way of sh another way of us interacting with our audience, which is really cool. And it was meant to be a beta program, which end, was meant to end uh, last year. 
and then they announced that they're keeping it indefinitely. And now it's a whole system where any games on the Epic Games Store, you can support a creator. So I've gone on and logged into my dashboard and it's like, someone from Subnautica has bought a bit of content and I've earned $1 and, <laughs> and like it's a big thing now and I think they've realized and hopefully other game developers will realize that if you get content creators and people to um, uh, to have some sort of like t even tiny percentage like at the Epic Games supports creators like 5% even like that small amount it's a great way to, to give back to the people that are making content and also promote you know your store mm. or your game or whatever so hopefully and i think it will take off for more developers moving forwards as didn't, well didn't uh didn't tifu buy like a lamborghini with his first month of uh of, of he could have probably bought I several mean... lamborghinis like he did it so well people like it was like a joke like to use his code and he'd promote it all the time but because he's one of the biggest fortnite players in the world and his reach is so big um yeah, it's just dumb. It's, yeah, it's just crazy. dumb, to be honest with you. I mean, that whole phase thing was nuts as well, wasn't it? With yeah, that, a lot of know, controversy. A lot of controversy. When you yeah. get these big brands and you get these young people, um, sometimes they just do silly things and it's going to cause controversy. Yeah. That, like, it is a, an unusual market to be in because the gaming content creators and players were so young and it's so different and there's nothing nothing no one's really being managed it's not like your football player with a whole team behind you it's just someone sat in their room tweeting and saying whatever they want so you're going to get into trouble sometimes yeah there's a lot of like i think you have to appreciate if you do this how much responsibility you have in terms of what you say and do online and you've done this for a long time so you know it I'm a little bit older, so I know it, but I'm not, I'm not sure if all influencers get that. Mm -hmm. And we, we think about it all the time. You've got to be so careful about what you say. You don't ever want to kind of like do anything that could potentially be seen as harming or taking advantage of your audience because you never want to do that anyway. Yeah. But you have a, such a huge responsibility. People really do listen to you and they'll hang on to your every word about certain topics. So you have to get it right when you're mm. talking about them. Yeah. Has, um, has Ali been at home complaining about the current state of Fortnite recently? Is yeah, he a I've, bit heard, frustrated, I've he? heard about mechs. <laughs> I've heard about slowing down um, the built turbo mode building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which has come back apparently in some yeah. way. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that's the thing as well. I've, I've, I mean, Fortnite's in a very strange state at the moment where people obviously have been the people the community is as you mentioned is super like you know willing to offer their opinions on certain mm. things um what's the current state of Fortnite in your opinion like, how, how do you think it is is it, is it getting better than now is it still um, kind of, so the mechs were not good we know that that's yeah. a thing yeah it's funny because again going back to cod i was the go-to guy to never say anything negative i would everything was good and if it wasn't good i wouldn't say it was good but i just wouldn't talk about it like I was very, I was, and I still am like, I'm a positive person. Like I want to be positive and talk about good stuff. So I actually got slated back then for not being critical enough of a new Call of Duty game. And the funny thing is I was, I did always really enjoy the games I was playing. And as, as Call of Duty started to get worse, uh, I moved on to other things anyway. But it's funny because I am actually now quite vocal if something isn't good because sometimes they just make idiotic decisions and you've got to put a voice across because if you aren't saying something, they're never going to change it. Uh, and hashtag yeah, trending worldwide was like reverse turbo building, which is, which, <laughs> yes, which is this thing, like, thing yeah. where if you hold down a build in Fortnite um, and you like spin around or move around, it will auto place that building wherever you're looking. So you don't have to be like, place, 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 you hold it down. And they basically added a 10th of a second delay and it ruined everyone's building and the whole community was up in arms. And after Claire's the, equally as like upset yeah. about it, yeah, I can tell, totally. yeah. After the back of them changing mechs and everything, like 
so this is the issue. This is what it actually comes down to, is the fact that Fortnite have hit such big numbers and they're a company and there's people in, in the director's boards that are like, we need to see a constant upwards trend, which is an issue with all companies. They're never happy with we're here, maintaining here is good enough. They always need to see bigger numbers. So how do you see bigger numbers? You bring in more players. Their issue is that because people like me and even better people than me have been playing since day one are so good, if you jump into a lobby with only one or two of those really good players in your game, you are always going to get killed by them if you're not a very good player. So they were clearly, they've got internal stats that we don't see. They probably were seeing a decline in newer players picking up the game or their bigger issue was newer players not playing for long enough. They were playing, being killed and then just giving up. That they put these things in to allow the worser players to get a few kills, feel like they're having fun and stick with the game. Mm -hmm. But then what do you get? You get an uproar from all the really good players complaining about the things that are helping the worst players. So you've got a split community. And this is the same for big games and other companies. Is It's a split in an audience and trying to make everyone happy. So that's their issue to try and solve. Um, but it's in a state where the community is very split. And they, what they want from the game isn't necessarily what the vocal minority, because you've got to remember that all of us online are in the minority compared to the number of players, um, what we want. So they're, they're in a tough position where they're trying to probably please someone on their board to bring in more new players, but adding in more newbie things that are easy to get kills, which, us, which we hate. Like mechs. Like mechs. Like there mechs. you go. Yeah. Like yeah. giant robots that can just blast yeah. you in one rocket whatever that's basically it yeah yeah there's it's, i mean my my twitter feed is literally full of you're Fortnite. probably sick of it you're like all yeah, right yeah. i'm on following you guys yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it's, it's interesting seeing like you know as you mentioned like you know casual players as well as like you know professionals mm. alike you know you're seeing a lot of like really interesting you know mixed opinions on how they can improve things. yeah this, this is kind of like what i guess when you have a, a multi-billion dollar company now mm. as, as big as they are you're gonna have to deal with kind of like the repercussions of mm. Of, of patches and stuff that you put out there, really. So. And, it, and it's interesting because Claire's Sims is very similar. You don't get a Sims every year like you did Call of Duty. Uh, gaming releases were, say they release their game every year or few years, um, and it would get updated sometimes, like maybe two or three times. Like that's literally how many post-release updates it'd get. Sims is good because it gets a load of packs. It gets a load of uh, little additions to the game to give it that, what, five-year lifespan? Yeah, although this one's going to be more than five. Yeah, so even longer. So, yeah. And then Fortnite have adopted the same thing. It's not like next year is going to be Fortnite 2. It's like, this is Fortnite, and we're going to update it a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's the shift in, in games is giving consistent, good, strong updates which keep the game fresh. There's so much more post-release support now than there was on games five years ago. Um, and it's good for us for content creation because it means we've got loads of things to make make videos on. But that old school style of just releasing a game, spending fifty pounds, and then just like maybe playing it for a few months and then waiting for the next one—it's it's all changing yeah, in the game. Yeah. Big time, big time. Um, with uh, I want to talk about a bit about your kind of life as well as as influences and stuff when it comes to superstardom as well you've because because you, you've reached those highs guys you've reached those highs because he, he gets really embarrassed doesn't he, really <laughs> he's embarrassed. Gonna, he no no no, no, no. Oh. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say like you know have you do you do you still find do you get have you, i mean along the journey that you've been on have you been starstruck at all many times you kind of is there people that you want to meet and things that you want to do uh for the in the future that you're kind of excited you want to kind of ex explore one day or didn't you go to the star wars premiere yeah like, that was that that was that was i was super jealous of that that was really cool. <laughs> that was, was a lot of big celebrities but the thing is i'm not very I'm not really into like mainstream music or TV or film celebs. Like if someone said, 
who's that person? I'm like, I don't really know. And I guess because I've had people come up to me, if I see someone else that's famous, I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know? So I actually, I think if I see other YouTubers, I get more excited because I'm like, oh, they're, you know, I know them. They, they do things like me. Like, I want to go say hello to them. Like, that's cool. So yeah, neither of us are really the like get starstruck by celebrities thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I think more of the stuff we want to do is we want to do a lot of travel stuff. Yeah. Which, so we've booked to go to Seoul and bring both of our brothers, uh, mm. to South oh, Korea, like amazing. in no October. Way. And that, that's the kind of things that get us the most excited. I yeah. think yeah. there's a lot of stuff we want to do. Yeah. Uh, experiences more so than meeting people. I would not, not like old people, like celebrity people, like kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Our, our like plan is because the, the gaming side of YouTube is rigorous. It is everyday yeah. content because you can put out good content every day. Each niche in YouTube is limited by the how much you can put out and how good the production is. And gaming, is a, you can put out one, two, three videos every day because it's such an easy thing to record. Uh, you know, some people not so much, but that's why you see the rise of PewDiePie and you, and, and you see big gamers on YouTube because they can put out so much content so regularly compared to, say, I know, interviews or even a podcast like this. Like you can't smash out a podcast every day. Like it, it, you can't yeah. get enough guests or, or organize it. It's different. But we have been doing daily videos for a while now. So our mission is to move more towards our joint channel, which is more family lifestyle focused with at the moment we're aiming for we don't stick to it at the moment but <laughs> just one video a week like so the so the upload schedule is far less and then our secondary focus will be the gaming stuff so not quite as much content but it means then if we want to jump on a plane and go to Korea, we can take our cameras with us and do something out there. And then yeah. that is our weekly video sorted for that channel. Plus yeah. where we are in our lives, like we're engaged now. We want to get like married so next I'm year. So I'm so excited. <laughs> but like long term, like you know, you, you've got a baby. If, if we got kids, are we going to be able to yeah. produce daily gaming videos each mm. and get the life balance that we want yeah. with our like, it's, it's just... But YouTube will never, like the the format that YouTube's created and anyone be able to watch anything online and anyone be able to upload stuff online rather than TV, that's not going anywhere, whether it stays on YouTube or not. But for the people that make it, the, that's their lifespan, I guess, is more, their online lifespan is when they kind of want to take a step back. So it's always on your mind, I think, mm, especially yeah. as you move forward in your life and your goals change, that will change too. Well, I mean, it's, it's so refreshing, the fact that you guys have clearly got your head screwed and you know exactly what the... The next, you know, inevitably when you, you know, have kids and get married and stuff, things do change like this. Yeah. And that's the mm. thing is the platform is still so new that you're the kind of the first ones kind yeah. of doing this. So yeah. No one's really done it before and seen the kind of like the progression of how things go. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously there are big, big targets being hit as well. Like PewDiePie hit 100 million this yeah, week and stuff. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, between you, 24 and a half must be, you must be kind of happy with that. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not, we'll but take it's it. fine. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm really pleased that things are going so well. It's, it's as I said, it's, it's amazing having you both here. I've Thank loved every so single much. session. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Hopefully the cupcakes are all right. Yeah, we are going to eat those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're going to join them. They're going to be eating as puddings for the next few days, I reckon. Yeah. They've been looking at me for an hour. So, and, <laughs> Adam uh, can't have any. Thank you. That's nice. That's <laughs> nice. And uh, I mean, Evie is there as, has a great, has Evie a great will time have too. A few. So. She's no, been we're... very well behaved. She has been super chill. Well done, Evie. That's the most Best chilled guest. out ever. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you Loved for every us. second. Thank My you pleasure. And uh, here's to the future and here's to the, the stag do alley. I'm excited. <laughs> I've just invited myself. It probably won't happen. But you know, um, yeah, all the best of the future, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I've loved having you on. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Allier and Claire Chivon. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Be sure to catch me next week for another episode of The Savage Situation. 
thanks to Fourth Floor Creative for supporting the series. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube as well. A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation Podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye. 